4: I am Mr. Black, and today, you know, I want to pull up the chair, I want to have a little fireside chat, you know, FDR, Ronald Reagan, you know, in my training uh, that you can read about at likeitmatters.net, I, uh, uh, every once in a while, I just pull up a chair and say, let's talk, and so, you know, I constantly am uh, leading and inspiring and uh, pushing and challenging, But today, I just want to, I want to just talk. You know, there's a lot of anger out there. Anybody notice? Uh, All kinds of anger. And I know where it comes from. And I know why it's happening. And what happens in life is we get so busy that we just, things happen. And we don't stop to think about it. We don't stop to consider, does it have to happen this way? We don't really think, uh, is there a something we could do that could change it. I think we, we accept some things that we shouldn't accept, and we get so busy. You know, I heard a pastor one time tell me, if, uh, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And man, that's so true. And, and we got to ask ourselves, what are we busy about? What are we busy about? And today I want to just ask the question, why so angry? Because there's a lot of anger out there, people. A lot of anger. I mean, do you watch the news? I mean, how many people in New York are just standing waiting for a train and then some random person pushes them into an oncoming train? Or some random person just cold cocks them? How many police officers show up to a 911 call for a domestic emergency, uh, something. And they're set up that they were just called to that place so that they could be a target, so that they could be attacked. How about road rage? How many people are driving down the road and they're wound so tight, and then someone cuts them off? Someone doesn't see them. Somebody uh, is in a bad mood like they are. And now they're racing each other. Now they're cutting each other off. They're slamming on their brakes. You know, I, I drive a lot and I enjoy driving. Uh, when I'm in the car and by myself, I like the company I keep when I'm alone. <laughs> you know, you think that's a big That's not a big deal. That's a big deal. It took me about 55 years to like the company I keep when I'm alone. And I like to listen to stuff. I listen to ancient books, the ancient book of Jubilee, the book of Enoch, uh, the book of Jasher, uh, the Maccabees. Uh, I've been really into studying about Elohim and uh, the spiritual realm. And so uh, Jonathan uh, Kahn's new book, A Return of the Gods, great book. Just finished a book, uh, Kings and Gods, about uh, Hezekiah and his dad, uh, I think it was Uzziah or Uzzah it's just a fast thing so i get i get to do that but so uh i'm driving home i, I was just on a 2 week trip and i'm at the end now had a great class in las vegas drove to sacramento spent 3 days with iron mechanical had a great 3 days drove back to vegas spent a day with uh, eco in las vegas had a great day uh, and then it was it was on my second day of driving back at saturday i'm about 4 hours away and I did something that this truck didn't like, because this truck pulling the trailer. I don't know if I cut over. Uh, you know, I was going pretty fast, and so maybe I cut over, maybe a little short. I mean, I don't know. I did something that he didn't like. Um, and uh, for about 40 miles, a good half hour, this guy's sole purpose was to impede me. I mean, he would go up to, if I could hit it 100 miles an hour, he'd go 100 miles an hour. He'd let, make sure I could not get over. He'd pin me over uh, in semi-trucks and all that. And, and he would go down to driving 50 miles an hour on a freeway in the middle of nowhere, uh, you know, with the 75 mile hour zone. All because I did something that he didn't like. And he, he was just, I, I mean, it, stunning. Stunning. And we're talking a half hour. This guy was so irritated that I had, ins- I don't know, insulted him, f- f- put a little ding in his fragile ego. I don't know. But, you know, it is an interesting concept that the way people drive their cars, the way they live their lives. And, and think about it. There's a lot of people uh, that are, are voting red. You know, there's a couple games out there, and they're diff- called different things. It's a hidden game. Uh, I, I know it as the red-black game, some people know it as the money game, and there's basically an option there, that your your goal is to get as many points as you can, without hindering your the other team from getting as many points as they can, and it's a, it's a game within a game, and it's really a psychological thing, and in my version that I know, you, there's two votes, and there's frames, it's like golf, I mean, it's like bowling. And depending on how each team votes, this is a different score. If one team votes black and the other team votes red, that's one set of score. If they both vote black, that's one set of scores. And they're so predetermined based on how the two people vote. And they vote independently. They don't discuss with each other. That team gets that many points. And again, the outcome is to get as many points as you can without hindering the other team from getting as many points as they can. And everybody's playing a stupid game. It's silly. It's no big deal. Uh, and the way I was learned and taught it, we finished it up, and we had separated the two teams, and then we bring them back together. And then I go in master trader mode, I slam them. Because I showed that the, there was a deeper meaning of this game. Because it's how people play the game, and some people, let's destroy them, let's kill them, uh, let's pretend, let's uh, coax them into thinking we're going to vote black the whole way. And then right at the end when we get the most points, let's just slam them. You know? And then someone's taking notes of all this. And what we're doing is extrapolating that from a silly little game that has no meaning really in life at all. And now making the bigger assumption that the way you play that game is the way we play the real game of life. And then it's just a, a berating of uh, where in our lives are we voting red? And how many courts of law do we not only want to, to win? We want to destroy the other people. Look at the politics. It's not good enough that Donald Trump is out of office. It's not good enough that uh, he was impeached, what, three times? and one time I went through. It's not good enough that it's cost him a billion dollars being president. It's not good enough that they put asterisks by his name. It's not good enough that they're now making him a threat to democracy, a man who loves this country, who would give anything for this country. It's not enough. They're going to have to destroy this man. The state attacks him, attacks his foundation. And yet you got Hillary Clinton, all that going by. It's we want to destroy. It's about personal destruction. And so, ladies and gentlemen, and why does this matter? Because it affects us. The study of epigenetics tells us that we're basically a community of three hundred trillion cells, all driven by our environment, and we are affected by our environment. And if we're constantly in a poisonous, bitter, hateful, angry, resentful environment, it affects us. It's a contagion. It's a cancer. And so we've got to be able to protect ourselves. We've got to guard our hearts, like the good book says, for all the issues of life stem from it. We've got to control what we put in our head. If I had a DeLorean and I could go back in time, I would find a little five-year-old me, and I would tell little me, be careful what you allow in your head. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little feet, where you go. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Men don't stumble in a day. Marriages don't crumble in a day. It's a slow fade. And so today, I want to take a look at it. What's, why so angry? And not only understand what's going on, but also what we can do about it. Because we all might be victimized to a different degree at some point in our lives. But don't claim victim status. It's one thing to have something done to you. But it's another thing to attach it to your identity. And you're no victim And you're better than that So today, on Like It Matters Radio I'm posting the question Why so angry? Why is there so much bitterness, hatred, strife In this world? And not only why, but how do we keep ourselves from being stained by it? I'm Black, we'll be back after these commercial messages
1: Go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis,
5: December 1st through the 3rd. That's likeitmatters.net.
0: Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Are you looking for a unique
6: Christmas gift that will keep on giving? We've partnered with Twin Cities award-winning photographer, Wayne Moran, for a special half-price lesson offer. Wayne will teach you all you need to know to take better images. The better regular price for this five-lesson package is $500, now just $250. Only five of these special offers are available, so call the station now at 651-289-4413. 651-289-4413.
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. This is where we're actually working on the one organ that never has to deteriorate in our body. Yeah, stop it with those thoughts. No, your brain, our brain has unlimited plasticity. We can keep it as young and as fresh and as agile. But you got to use it or you lose it. There's something called atrophy with everything else. And today I'm posing the question, why so angry? And I'm telling you, there's a lot of anger around us. There's a lot of people uh, that are angry because they feel they've lost their country. Now, please hear this. You don't have to agree with this. See, this is one thing about dealing with people. And really, leadership development is personal growth because in order to truly grow as a leader, you've got to grow as a person. And when you improve the person, you improve their performance. And when you improve their performance, you improve all relationships, both business and personal. So you can't change everybody else. It's the Chinese general. He had a noble cause. He wanted to change the world. But as he sat down to figure out how he was going to change the world, he realized he had to start with his country since he had authority in his country. As he sat down to figure out how he was going to change his country, he realized that first he had to start with his community since he and his family Uh, resided in that community and as they sat down to figure out how he's going to change his community he realized he had to start with his family since they were more than just residents they were uh, they were examples they were pillars in said community so as he sat down to figure out how he was going to improve his family he came to the dawning realization that the only one he could improve was himself the man and the mayor, yes, I did just quote Michael Jackson. I did, I know. Write me an email. I apologize. See, when he changed the man and the mayor, the person, then that change inspired change in his family. And that change in his family then inspires change in his community. And that change in his community then inspires change in this country, and that, ladies and gentlemen, just might change the world. Who are you running around wanting to change? Well, the only person we can truly change is ourselves. But then that change will inspire other people to do the same. I mean, for the majority of the last couple of hundred years, A majority of the world has wanted to be like America. And then something happened over the last 15 years or so. All of a sudden, we want to become like the rest of the world. And again, now let's bring it back to home. How about you? Are you living your life in a way that other people say, hey, I want to be like that? Are you living your life in such a way that people say, I would never ever be like that See we're either moving towards something or moving away from something and I don't think either one's a better motivator. matter of fact, I think honestly I, and my gut feeling tells me in neurosocial conditioning, right there's only two major driving forces you're either moving towards something, you're moving away from something, either moving toward pleasure or moving away from pain. I got to be honest with you. in most people I know, the greater motivator uh, is pain. One of the worst things you could ever ask for is to have no pain. There's a disease out there. I don't remember what it's called, but you can Google it. You'll find it. And it's when people's nerve endings that dead. They can't feel pain. And I I read these stories about these parents that have these kids that don't know uh, pain. And so they, they fear every day that they could do some serious damage, put their hand on something burning and burn their skin up to break a leg and cause, I mean... You would think it's a good thing. It's not. Leprosy in the olden days, in Jesus' day, it was it, it, dirty. Stay away. You had to. You had to stay away ten feet. You had to call out, "Dirty, dirty, dirty." And think about it. It's so representative of the spiritual decay. Because when you can't feel the pain, then you keep doing things that are causing more infection and more decay and more death. Because you don't feel it. And the same thing spiritual, when you become numb to sin, when you become numb uh, to your conscious, when things that you shouldn't do no longer bother your conscious, that's when you're in big trouble, mister. Because you got spiritual leprosy. And so we're being played. Once we'll you understand how the human creature works, we're a machine. Remember, we're a three part being. You know, we have a body, it's a machine you got to take care of the machine. And then the mind runs the body. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space, and in that space is our power, our freedom. Your attitude deserves your, uh, des- uh, determines your altitude, right? I think Zig Ziglar said that. Focus only on those things that are good and pure. Hold your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. If you look at a woman, lust in your eyes, you're very committed adultery within your heart. See, God's telling us, Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful. Do you see why? So why all this? See, this is why the question, why so angry? I'm going to answer your question that I'm asking. It's because we're a sponge. This is why people are so angry. This is why people are pushing people in front of oncoming trains. This is why, I mean, this, this sad thing in Florida Another arrest made an attack on Senator Marco Rubio canvasser. Jonathan Casanova, 27, accused of kicking victim in the head, releasing two dogs on him. Police announced the arrest of a man they say participated in the attack on a volunteer for Republican Senator Mark Rubio. According to police, Casanova and Javier Lopez, too, attacked a man Sunday who was canvassing for Rubio and Governor DeSantis. He was handing out flyers, and they were blocking him. According to arrest reports, Lopez rushed the victim, the guy who was handing out Marco Rubio stuff, threw him to the ground. Police said, cast over then. So these are two guys teaming up on one young man. Then the other guy began to kick the victim on the head as he was on the ground. As Lopez began punching the victim. And what was this guy's crime? He's a Republican. And you know why this matters. You know, President Biden goes on there and says Republicans are evil. Republicans are destroying this country. And then January 6th, all Republicans, MAGA MAGA people, evil, hatred, destroying, they're against the Constitution. How could anybody vote Republican, Nancy Pelosi said? I don't know how an American, they're calling us enemies of the state. This is our leadership. Where's all this anger coming from? It's justified. If they're being told that Republicans are uh, going to throw them in chains, so he, listen to this. According to authorities, a witness eventually pulled Casanova away from the victim, and then the guy walked to his white Mercedes-Benz SUV. So this guy has money. He's a black man with a lot of money, but so he hates Republicans for some reason. Where he released two German shepherds and walked them toward the victim who was still on the ground. He then ordered the dogs to attack and bite the victim. This is what we're coming to. Why? How much CNN do you watch? How much MSNBC? How much NBC News? And you're told all the time Republicans are evil. And you're told all the time that's a threat to democracy. And yet Hillary Clinton still already saying now the next election going to be fraud. That the Republicans are stealing the 2024 election. She's already saying this. She said that about 20. They said that about George Bush beat Al Gore. Which sold ele- There's always been elections. Now all of a sudden it's a threat to democracy. And yet... People on the other side, Stacey Abrams, do you see him say all this hatred, all this bitterness? Where I can disagree with the lifestyle of a, of a homosexual and still love them. I don't hate them. I'm not afraid of them. <laughs> I'm not homophobic. I don't agree with a lot of things that some people do. I can still be their friend. I can still, if they ask me honestly what I think about them, I can give them scriptural reference. But I'm not here to judge them. That's God's job. I'm here to be an example. I'm here to set the captives free. So we're like sponges. And if I knock some wine punch on your floor, and I said, I'm so sorry, and I go under the sink and grab a sponge, and I clean up my mess, when I go to squeeze out that sponge, you'd expect wine punch to come out of it. If I did the same thing but I had brown soda, and I knocked brown soda all over your floor, and I went in your sink cabinet and I got me a brand new sponge and I took it out of its wrapper and I cleaned up my mess. You would expect some brown liquid to come out of it when I squeezed it. You know why? Because that's what was in it. And in the story, we are the sponge. We are a vessel. We are a conduit. A conduit is vase or vase. You know, like the Dead Sea is one of the lowest places on the uh, on the planet and Some waterways feed it, underground waterways feed it, but nothing comes out of the Dead Sea. That's why it's dead. And a lot of us are like that. We're Dead Sea leaders. We've been poured into, but nothing's pouring out of us. But what is pouring into us now is a lot of this hatred, this bitterness, this resentment. And when we get squeezed, what do you think is going to come out of us? The only thing that can come out of us is what's in us, just like that sponge. And that's why it's impressive. Look at Jesus Christ, fully man and fully God. Whether you believe in his deity or not, he's a true person. Everybody knows it. Every faith honors him. And when he was being crucified, which did happen, it's historically written about, of all the things he could have said, and he would have been right on a lot of them. He said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Why? Because Dr. Viktor Frankl said between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. And ladies and gentlemen, we've got to be careful. We've got to become better stewards of what we put in between the stimulus and response because our mind is six times faster and we can talk. And so when someone says something or does something, we go to what we know. So we retrieve from our database. We retrieve from all that stuff we held on to. And if you held on to bitterness, resentment, anger, your pound of flesh, what do you think's going to come out? And then how are you going to respond? But if you could be like Christ and get rid of the bad and just love on people and remember some of the good, understanding, then maybe you could turn the other cheek too. Maybe you could have some mercy and grace. Instead of clamoring for justice, that most of us wouldn't answer the door when justice came knocking. What if we clamored for peace and mercy and grace and understanding? Because that's what we all need. Today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm posing the question, Why so angry? We'll be right back.
3: This is Bible League International with an urgent plea. You know Christian persecution in the 20th and 21st centuries exceeds all previous 19? I mean, that tells you that we're addressing what is arguably the number one issue facing the global church. Christians are paying a heavy price simply for believing Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. This woman in South Africa was hated by her family now that she's come to Christ, but here's her reaction when she finally got her own Bible. We were
1: in Mpumalanga. The lady there, she knelt down and she cried. at the age of 16, she never
3: had a Bible. AM 980, The Mission listeners, you're putting tears of joy on the faces of Bibleless persecuted believers all over the world. You've done that for about 400, but our goal is 1,600. We're short and we need to ramp up in the coming days, so please pray about it. And then at $5 a Bible, $100 dollars since 20, would you make your most generous gift by calling 800-YES-WORD? 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or give at am980themission.com and God bless you for caring.
6: Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life.
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Hey, if you want to know some more information about how you can enroll for my classes or how you can read about information of what I do, go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net. You can read about what I've been doing for 30 years. It's Transformational Leadership Training. Uh, We have two classes left uh, this year. They're two-and-a-half-day classes. Then we start on a Thursday, and they end on a Saturday. And I can guarantee you 48 hours the most powerful two-and-a-half-days training you've ever had, Uh, something that 30 years later, if we're still here, uh, you will still remember. Uh, It's transformational. You couldn't ask for a better ending to this year, no matter how good or bad, and you couldn't ask for a better beginning to the new year. Again, no matter how good. Or how bad? Go to likeitmatters.net. And by the way, if you ever want to listen to old radio shows or archived ones or listen to this radio show a second time, you can go to likeitmattersradio.com. Usually within about an hour of my live show being over because I'm live on the radio Monday through Friday uh, from 11 a.m. to 12 noon central standard time. My radio show is based at Minneapolis. Uh, I live in Dallas. Uh, and uh, I have clients and graduates all over the world, all over the world. So, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I also like to tell you about my wayofwarrior.blog. If you're a, a child of God or if you're interested in things of God, then every day I've done this for about, uh, I don't know, I think going on nine or ten years. Uh, I send out scripture. Uh, it's, uh, it's not a t shirt slogan. It's actually meat and taters. It's a full meal, I guarantee you. Uh, And we have scripture and I break it down. And I address you in three roles as a leader, uh, as a warrior, and as a conduit. Because those are the three roles we all have. And so if you're interested in that, go to wayofwarrior.blog. If you go down the bottom right-hand side, it'll say follow. If you hit that little button, you can type in your email address. uh, And then every... Day and I do it daily uh, when I send out uh, my, um, my blog, my post uh, it'll come right to your email so uh, again it's blog. I'll be in Dallas for Leadership Awakening November 10th through 12th I still got some openings we keep our classes small 12 to 16 uh, and then uh, last class of the year is in uh, beautiful Twin Cities in Minneapolis looking forward to spending Christmas time in Minneapolis uh, we'll do the class uh, the 8th through 10th And then I'll stay up there uh, a week and hopefully do a couple of Lee Michaels radio show and uh, spend some time with graduates. Today I'm posing the question, why so angry? And if you look around, there's a lot of anger. We're ready to destroy each other. We don't just kill each other now. We mutilate each other. And, And, you know, I want you to think about that. There's a lot of anger politically. And I want you to know why there's political anger. You just should know this. Just so you're not surprised by it. I don't tell you these things to be political. I tell you these things so you have understanding. Because if I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, it doesn't make sense when we're in a position to have a better relationship. And so a lot of the anger is this political nature because we're talking about power now. You know, Biden talked about something, whether you like the guy or not, he was spot on in one thing. He, his slogan was, it's a fight for the soul of America. And his side won two years ago. And how we doing? We're hateful. We're—I've never believed I live in America where racism was government-sponsored. I guess—I uh, guess black people would say, "Oh, well, I always lived in that country." But now it's just man. It's okay to be racist as long as you trash the white man. It's like, whoa, racism's racism. Dr. King said that. Dr. King said you can't drive out darkness with darkness. Only light can do that. Dr. King said. You can't drive out hatred with hatred. Only love can do that. And so let me finish Dr. Uh, Kings logical flow. You can't drive out racism with racism. Only understanding can do that. And but we're not seeking understanding. We're seeking retribution. We're seeking payback. We're seeking a pound of flesh, a record of wrong. I mean, here's from today's newspaper, Washington Times. An unusually leaky DOJ keeps Trump's legal woes in voters' minds. Now, here's the DOJ. Remember, the FBI, they formulated an entire fake scenario, lied to FISA courts, to spy on Americans to destroy a possible presidency of Donald Trump, and then after he got elected, like the FBI agent said, to have a insurance policy. And how does all the impeachment, all the harassment, all the, the whistleblowers, remember how cool whistleblowers were when Donald Trump was, well, remember, remember the, the admirals, remember, how cool it was being a whistleblower? And now today it's not so cool being a whistleblower. Now whistleblowers are a threat to democracy. But under Trump, they were the basis of democracy. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see why people are getting so angry? A deluge of Justice Department leaks has sprung up in the run-up to the November 8th midterm elections. Shock, awe, and legal analysis saying it appears to be designed to remind voters about the investigations of former President Donald Trump. And you know what the FBI role is? That to never speak about it. Remember when Comey got in trouble for saying something about Hillary Clinton? Because you can't say anything around an election that someone might be under investigation because it could alter the election. Remember the big deal that was? Well, guess what? It's not really a big deal. It was only a big deal if someone was in office they didn't like, right? See, we watched for a year cities burn and cops get killed and businesses get destroyed. I thought a lot of friends have lost their business. And we were told they were mostly peaceful. Look what went on in Portland, in in Seattle. And then people feel like an election was stolen, and I still feel it was. And I'm not a crazy man. I'm just telling you, there was election fraud. I mean, again, the the Facebook guy, Mark Zuckerberg, paid a half a billion dollars, put people in election offices, in the key ones to sway, so that they could be working for the Democratic Party while in there. You got the the media, state-run media. We're like China and Russia. So it's not, it, people get angry, and then for us to be angry, people think, what's wrong with you, you white supremacist? Whoa. Anything important that happens to us arouses emotion. That's why I teach, emotional intelligence. Anything important that happens to us arouses emotion. We love our country, and for some of us, our country's died. So there's a lot of anger, a lot of hurt, a lot of hurt, and then one group of people can do something and it's okay. Another group of people do something. And now it's illegal. But they're both doing the same thing. But one is applauded and one is persecuted and prosecuted. Now, you don't have to agree with it, but you got to understand the anger out there. And then when you throw all that together with something called the drama triangle, you got to get this, Google it. The guy's named Stephen Cartman with a K, K-A-R-P-M-A-N. It's called the drama triangle. It's part of transactional analysis about a 40, 45-page booklet. Again, I'm just showing you what's going on. I didn't write this stuff. I, I I didn't make it happen. I'm just bringing it to your awareness. Remember, we're unaware creatures. There's four-level learning, and the highest level of learning is unconscious competence, where you don't know what you know. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. The rest is unconscious. So if you're going to make any lasting change, you must follow the rules of the unconscious brain. I'm just telling you how you work. Remember, you're a machine, and there's rules to that machine, and the mind runs the machine, but you are the spirit. There's a spiritual component to you, and that's who you are. You're not that carbon-based life form. You're not the thoughts that run between the stimulus and the response. You are that spirit that's occupying that vessel. You are that spirit that's moving that mind, that consciousness. And so victimhood can be defined by... The three positions beautifully outlined in a diagram developed by psychiatrist and transactional analysis teacher Stephen Cartman called the drama triangle. There's three positions on the drama triangle. The drama triangle is a concept that defines the three roles people typically take on in high conflict situations in America today. Contrary to its name, the triangle doesn't have to involve three people. It simply follows how different personalities affect each other during a conflict. And there are three points. It's an inverted triangle with the tip at the bottom. It shows you how unstable it is. And at the very bottom, you have the victim. In the upper left, you have the persecutor. In the upper right, you have the rescuer. So these are the roles. This is what's going on in America. And this is how the political systems play playing in the black community. Uh, There's a plantation that the Democratic Party has black people on. How dare them get off? They're called Uncle Toms. They're disowned. And you look, there's so many people of color that are Republicans, that are running as Republicans, and yet Republicans are racist. And you guys buy that. It's silly. The drama triangle has three positions. The victim. When problems arise, the victim tends to look helplessly inward. They spin a small anxiety, like, say, not answering a boss's email on the weekend, into an outsized disaster. I'm definitely getting fired. Hello, drama queen, drama king. The rescuer. The rescuer is a classic enabler who swoops in to save the day. He or she can be relied upon to always put out a fire or show up at the last minute. well meaning to a fault, this fixer behavior can lead to resentment and burnout. Reluctant confronters by nature, rescuers don't speak up even when wrong. Which brings us to the third player, the third position, the persecutor. We all know the persecutor. They go to strategies, the the go to strategies are often controlling, blaming, criticizing, attacking, destroying. In arguments, he or she will put you down and try to shame you into forgiveness the persecutors reframe it's all your fault. How crazy is it? Someone in a college university was raped. So this gentleman that knew this lady put out a petition demanding more police officers. When the petition took over and they were going to put new police officers, the community and this university shamed this young man. And now he's going to leave the school. He sent an apology. Said I'm so sorry that I've caused so much trauma to people. By asking for more security There are now schools that are more interested In dealing with a rapist Than having police on their campus And then camp cops Are gunned down and attacked daily in America And it doesn't seem to matter Why are you so angry? It might be because what's going on So what are we going to do about it? Well, You're going to have to come back in three minutes So you can figure out what we're going to do about it I'm black We'll be right back
1: If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next leadership awakening class in Minneapolis,
5: December 1st through the 3rd. That's likeitmatters.net.
0: Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
6: As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard.
0: Join Andrew Parker this Sunday evening at 6 as he talks politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, every Sunday evening at 6, here on Freedom 1570.
3: I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, for King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker.
5: Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening.
1: For probably two-thirds of my I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing.
5: Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening.
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Today, I'm black, and we're talking about Why so angry? There's a lot of anger out there. It's political. It's it's a way to get people involved. And let's be honest, there's the other side. The Democrats always want you to fear. Fear is their one motivator, that you can't get your abortions like you want them. i got to be honest with you, I can't believe women. That's the most important thing. I've lost so much respect for women. I've always thought women were the better of the two sexes. But man, the most important thing is for a woman to be able to kill a child inside of her. Wow. Wow, what happened to the women, man? Men have always been pretty pathetic. And uh, it was always our saving grace that we had good women. Come on, we're better than this, people. We're better than this. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of people that are being told they don't matter. There's this whole movement. People don't know there's a lot of men out there. Men have been basically pushed aside. Men have been under attack. There's a huge section of men out there because they're not black because they're not gay, because they're not transgender, because they're not progressive—that don't deserve a job, they don't deserve to live. They don't. I mean, this is what people think, and and no one challenges it, or very few challenge it. That should not be acceptable, no matter what your political beliefs, no matter who you share your bathroom with or your bed with, no matter what god you bow to, or if you bow to no god at all none of that we are living breathing human beings we have dreams and desires we want to love and be loved just like the other human being that you're walking by and we don't need to all hold hands and sing kumbaya but we're all creatures of god we might not all be children of god but we're all created by our god and we're told to treat people with love and respect that's an imager of god whether that's a child of God or not, it's not for you to decide. Only God knows that. And Dr. Carolyn Leaf, in her book, Who Switched Off My Brain, makes this statement that, every, that should wake all of us up because what goes on in our head matters. What we allow in our head matters, and we're being manipulated. We're being told what we can think, what we can believe. We're being told if you don't think like the group, then there's something wrong with you. How many people were fired because they didn't believe that they should get a vaccine? And now the Supreme Court in New York says, uh, you you got to give them all back their jobs and give them all back pay. because And this is what they said. Because getting the vaccine did not guarantee you didn't get COVID. So why would you fire somebody and mandate something that there's no guarantee it even works? This is what the New York, liberal New York Supreme Court said. Do you see what I'm saying? But yet a lot of us got in trouble for saying those things and we were banned and we were kicked out and then some of you thought we were a bunch of weirdos. I never got a shot. I never got a long stick stuck up my nose like the Cuomo brothers. I have a immune system and I'm not compromised. Dr. Leaf says research shows that around 87% of illnesses, you get this? of illnesses can be attributed to our thought life. Now, she does say approximately 13% are to our diet, genetic, and environment. But 87% of our illnesses can be attributed to our thought life. Studies conclusively link more chronic diseases, lifestyle diseases, to an epidemic of toxic proportions in our mind, in our culture. And these toxic emotions cause migraines, hypertension, strokes, cancer, skin problems, I mean, look at cancer. Cancer needs an acidic environment to breathe, to live. And we have bitterness and hatred and anger and resentment. We have so much acid. We got the purple pill. We got Prilosec. We got acid indigestion. We got heartburns. We got Rolaids. We got Pepto-Bismol. We got Tum-Tum-Tum-Tum-Tum-Tums, right? Cancer needs an acidic environment. And you know what our thoughts do? The Bible says our thoughts will dry our bones. And so you've got to control what's going on between the stimulus and the response. Remember, we have 34 gigabytes of information that goes through our sensory bases, our eyes, our ears, our feelings, our experience. Thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. Remember I told you in the first segment, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And then he'll distract you with shiny objects and squirrels and pretty girls and pretty boys uh, and business opportunities and network marketing meetings and 18 ESPN shows and three weekend games for each child times three divided by two equals. Yeah. What are you busy about? When Jesus was on this planet, he was busy about his father's business. Do you know what business you should be busy about? Because planes crash and people die. But one thing I do, we got to clean out the sponge. When I was a little kid, we were poor. When I was a little kid, we didn't know uh, how dirty a sponge was. A sponge was dirtier today, we know, than uh, than uh basically your toilet. You can go ahead and lick the room of your toilet, uh, and that would be a, a better uh experience for you than if you lick the sponge that's in your kitchen that you clean up with. And so when we were little kids, because we were poor, and that's not just a bank account number. That's a mindset. We were poor. And so we would have a dirty, filthy sponge, and we'd turn the water on and get it hot. Once it got hot, we'd stick it under and fill it with water, pull it out, squeeze it, stick it back under, fill up with water. And we had to do that about six, seven times, because at first it was all black water that come out, and then brown water, and then gray water, and then it's kind of white now. And so now we use it. Well, we got to do that thus. We got all this stuff. And remember, if it wasn't in you, wouldn't it wouldn't be coming out of you. So you can tell a man's religion in time of despair when you back someone against the wall, you see what they're made of. See, people are being programmed to hate. See, you got that, that young guy, that young Republican, uh, and that guy, and I don't remember where it was, I think Michigan, uh, drove him over, killed him. They killed him because he was a Republican. Then you had a, an old woman, a 70 year old woman, I think it was, maybe 80 years old, passing out pro life uh, flyers and she was shot. And then you got this Marco Rubio you got all these Republicans being attacked and, and beaten up and killed and no one seems to notice or no one seems to matter. And yet, in Charlottesville, one young lady, I don't, I don't, I mean, I feel bad. No one should die. She was killed when that guy drove his car down the street. One person, they named buildings after her. It was a reason not to vote for Trump, to hate Donald Trump. And yet, the same things happen on the other side, and no one seems to care. It's like it. Why? Because you have a media controlling a narrative. And this is what you've got to do about it. You've got to start controlling what you put in your head. You've got to limit the amount of news you watch. And what are you doing watching CNN or MSNBC? They're basically telling you state-run media information. You might as well go to China and watch their uh, government-owned news. Or go to Russia and listen to their government-owned news. Same thing. And you're being taught to hate. The DOJ is leaking information. You've got a secret plan that uh, the Department of Justice won't reveal that somehow is supposed to keep people voting properly, and it's all promoting Democrat candidates. There's a lot of sneaky stuff going on, and there's going to be a lot of anger and hurt. You've got to control it. You've got to let it go. You've got to learn to understand. You've got to learn that to focus it in a positive direction. And what you got to do is go inside and clean it up. There's a lot of hurt in our past. One thing I learned years ago is that hurting people hurt people. You can ban guns. You can ban cars. You can ban rocks. You can ban visine. You can ban radiator fluid. But people always find ways to hurt each other. Because it's an issue of the heart, not of the weapon. The weapon becomes just a, a tool to re- get their anger and resentment and strife. The Bible says wherever there is strife, there all other sins are present. All other, not some, all. And we got strife, and you got to turn it over to God. We need to seek understanding. Forget justice. Quit marching in the streets for justice, because none of us want justice. When it comes knocking on our door, we're not going to answer. March for mercy. March for grace. March for forgiveness. And ladies and gentlemen, seek first to understand, then be understood. That's why I do this radio show. Listen in daily. I want to help you keep your focus in the right direction. We're being played players. We're being manipulated. It's mass formation. We're being basically hypnotized. And you've got to realize that that's what I teach you on this radio show. How to become aware of it. How to keep it from happening. How to be the best possible version of yourself. I give you another way to look at things. You don't have to agree with me. It's not of all of us thinking alike. But when I talk about education on the show, I mean the training of the brain to think. That's what Albert Einstein defined education as. Not the learning of mere facts and figures, but the training of the mind to think. You should have a reason for everything you believe. You should never give someone because. Why do you believe that? Because. Tell them why. The Bible tells us a reason for the hope we have. Do you have a reason for the hope? Are you willing to share it? Hope is a forward destination. Hope requires that you pick your eyes up off the ground and you quit looking backwards because the three R's of survival is regret, resentment, and resistance. Hope doesn't reside in your past. Hope is a forward direction. Look up, because the day of our redemption is nigh. Maranatha. You're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
6: Show Saturday, October 29th, and Sunday, October 30th in Bloomington. Buy, sell, and trade new and used antique and modern firearms. Gun and Knife Show at the Bloomington Armory in Bloomington.
1: Go to crocodileproductionsinc.com for show info.
5: That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
0: Take Freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more, all from the app. Just search for Freedom 1570 in the App Store.